But no, I got wishes. I hope you guys have wishes and, and that we're ready to have wishes. You ready to have wishes? I'm ready to have wishes. Miranda, you ready to have wishes? Yeah, I'm 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 ready to have wishes. Let's have wishes. Sounds so weird. Should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastor Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. What is up? Another fabulous week ahead of us. I mean, it's just like last week and just like next week's going to be, but that's the world we live in right now. It is another edition of Chair Shot Radio. Chair Shot Radio is brought to you by the Chair Shot Radio Network, which is, of course, done in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Now, you can head on over to thechairshot.com and get all of your latest wrestling news, reviews, opinions, and analysis with the attitude you have come to know and love. That is at one place, and one place only. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You can also find ChairShot Radio on all of your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
iHeart, Stitcher, all of them. Hit the like button, subscribe, share it with a friend. We definitely appreciate everything you do to keep the show going to get people listening. Lots of fun and very much appreciated. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me on all of your forms of social media at ChairShotGreg. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can even email me, GregDeMarco with ChairShot.com, or head on over to TheChairShot.com forward slash Greg DeMarco. Got my own little page there. Lots of different links, including the email newsletter that you can sign up for. Love putting out content. Lots of content. Even more content coming your way that we're going to talk about here shortly. But first, let's bring in the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. He is on the Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick. For Patrick O'Dowd. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S, yes. Diamonds on my neck. Yes, I'm fabulous. They keep hating on me. I don't stress. Don't got time for this. Cause I'm fabulous. Capiche? Shut your dumb mouth. What's up, man? It's, it's it's a Tuesday. I haven't given the date yet. I'll give the date shortly. But yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's just just sitting here recording a podcast. What are you doing? Like, what's up, man? Like, I didn't just call you. It, it's it's weird. been been, pl- been playing a lot of video games lately. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Plus, you need to for bandwagon nerds, where you guys are counting down the top 50 video games of all time over on BWN. You can find that, of course, same place as everything else. TheChairShot.com. Always. Use your head. I, I listened to Bandwagon Nerds last week, but then I stopped short of like you guys ranking uh, the ranking stuff. I, you you I, stopped short of the arcade ranking? Yeah, I'll go back and listen to it. I'm I'm excited about the top fifty as well. well you weren't a big arcade thing. guy though, right? Like uh, up like and down. We, we, Different points in my life. Different points in my life. Some we, were, some we had were. a shared passion of pinball. I know that. Yes, that, that, that is the thing that happened. That was that was the pinball. Random. I cited that trip, by the way. Did you? Cause well that pinball machine that I that that I played incessantly while well, that was my number one, like that was that nice. was the number one arcade. Game. I will go back and listen to it. I, I will. There you go. I will give it a listen. I cited the trip. I will listen to to bandwagoners just like all of you should listen to the hashtag Miranda Show hosted by the Queen of Soft Style, the Ring Announcer to the Stars, the Pretty Bird, and a whole host of other nicknames. She is on Instagram. And Facebook, but not Twitter, at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda from Miranda Morales. You know, I have two cowboy hats uh, that I like rediscovered in my closet, and I feel like one of these days I should just wear it for the entirety of the show. No, nobody so. would know, but I feel like you could tell. Like there'd I mean, probably be something about me that have a twang to it. If people go back and listen to the hashtag Miranda show from a couple weeks ago, it was the most visually 
appealing audio podcast ever. Like you were describing the things you were pulling out of the bucket. Like you were literally, it, it was. It, it was, was definitely some ASMR stuff too. Like you yes. could hear a little bit of the you know papers in the bucket. Which it was very smooth, soothing, and calming. Because for the past past two weeks. The, the the freeze feed or the feed freezes for the hashtag yeah. Miranda show and I can't see anyway so it uh, it worked out for me. Wild card, bitches! So the date is, that we're recording this is Tuesday night, April fourteenth. We are in week five, week five of quarantine, of stay at home, of of COVID nineteen. Which still sounds like an award show or some kind of athletic competition. Who is the winner of COVID-19? None of us. We are at home recording this show for you. And I heard some interesting statistics this week that I wanted to go over and, and, and couple it with a little bit of an announcement. Um, th- these statistics are, are more for the state of California. But I learned that over the first month that everybody was staying at home, uh, marijuana sales in the state of California went up 143%. Alcohol sales in the state of California went up 259%. And this is this is just across across all of Pornhub their their viewership only went up 12%. Now, I think the last one is more because now that people are at home, I think they kind of can't sneak it as much and, and maybe can't watch it as much <laughs> or maybe they were already watching as much as they could fit in and 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 you know. but what I learned from this if you think about it, this is this is what a stay-at-home order in the coronavirus does. It makes you who you really are. It's and, and, and so, you know, bakers are going to get baked like drunks are going to go out and get drunk. Pervs are going to perv. That's what's going to happen when people are stuck at home with the coronavirus. And then you have people like us, content creators. And what do content creators do? They create. And that's why I am sharing with you guys. So chair shot radio is still going to be a thing. Later this week, I am recording redo episode number one of... The Greg DeMarco Show. That's right. It is coming back in solo form. It will be a guest-centered show. And and on Thursday, and I, I shouldn't even say these things out loud because it hasn't been recorded yet. And as Patrick can attest to over the past nine years, sometimes when you announce guests, they just don't happen. We're looking at you, Truth Martini. But you you usually <laughs> achieved guest. We usually we, did, we had a really guest. good hit rate. You're right. We did have a really good hit rate. But a guy who actually has appeared on a super early edition of the Greg DeMarco show. Super positive, super fun. OG Kevin Gill himself, big in the wrestling side of things, big in the music side of things. I talked about doing a solo show a few years ago, and he had agreed to be the first guest. And now that I'm actually going to be recording it, he has agreed to be the first guest. So we will be recording that. I will record an interview with him, have a little bit of some other stuff in there, and hoping to release that this weekend. And I mean, you know, if, if you're wondering where you can find it, I mean, you know the answer. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So going to create some more content because... God damn it, there's just not enough of it, you know? And we got time right now. I mean, what else are we going to do, right? Yeah. When, when the it's all raining, you know, fire and brimstone, I mean, like, just create content. Create content. I mean, it, it, some of it, you know, some of this content was created a long time ago, like this one. Awesome! I came to... Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. I came to... This is such good shit. And some of it was created more recently, but be on the lookout for that. That is coming, and super excited to bring it to all of you and and have a lot of fun with that. Another thing that I have done, so if you go back and listen to last week's edition of Chair Shot Radio, 
you know that I did not let Patrick talk about the Chris Benoit spot, as many people have, have nicknamed it, in the Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match. And if you listen really closely, in between bouts of Patrick telling me to fuck off, you can hear me trying to explain why I didn't want to do it because every other podcast was going to talk about it. And every other podcast I listened to did talk about it, proving me right. But I made a decision. From this point forward, I am instituting a rule that, that Patrick and Miranda, Patrick or Miranda, Patrick and or Miranda, can, if they want to, they can play a card. And then they get to talk Ooh. about what they want to talk about after I cut them off. If you use it, you cannot use it for another week. So if you use it in this episode, you can't use it in next week's episode. And this will forever be called the Danger Zone card. Now, I will eventually get the actual soundbite for the Danger Zone card. I don't have it yet, so I am not using YouTube, I promise. But the rule is simple. If I cut somebody off and you're like, no, God damn it, I want to talk about that, you have the right to do so. See, apparently I like to, to, to let people tell me what to do. Like a Miranda show, she has the Miranda rights, I have to do whatever she says, I've had to rap. It's the Miranda slam. show. I've had to do slam poetry. It's, I mean, yeah, no, that's, I've that's, had to that's fantasy facts. Book. That's just hashtag facts. I've had to fantasy book monsters versus Adam Cole. I've had to do all kinds of stuff thanks to the, the Miranda rights. But now on this show, on Chair Shot Radio, you guys can pull the card, and I gotta let you talk about it if you want to. So, that's that's the rules. Now, Patrick, if you want to, you can talk about Chris Benoit, the Chris Benoit spot, Edge and Randy Orton. You'd have to you'd have to use your card, and then you wouldn't have it for next week. It's up to you, but it's it's now an option. It's, I mean, not today. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I am 100% fine with that. So before we get on to the topic, of course, you heard the Genie song at the top of the show. I didn't, I said I was going to tease it last week's show, and then we, we finished because we ran over because it was WrestleMania. So I didn't tease it, but we do have the Genie theme that if you've read the description, you know what we're talking about. We'll get there in one second. But first, Miranda Morales, we got to sell some t-shirts. Let's sell some t-shirts. We- we got some t-shirts to sell, ladies and gentlemen, and I believe there's a sale happening this week at ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, so if you want to save, no? It might have no. just ended. Ah, oh, We have coronavirus, and we just missed out on the I'm Pro Wrestling Tees sale. I've got some bad news. That's okay, though. They can still buy shirts. They can still buy shirts. The shirts are still there. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the cheer shot to get your very own cheer shot t-shirt. There you can find over 25 different variety styles and looks and colors. All of that good stuff is available at ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, lots of very cool, awesome designs that are available. All 
repping the chair shot and there's some fun inside jokes in there for you uh if you want to be a part of some inside jokes uh you got the hashtag safe tag team wrestling and that's i feel very underrated undervalued but such a powerful message you know i mean you have uh, uh all these special t-shirts out there you know people who wear uh those che Guevara t-shirts and you know uh really prolific other types of t-shirts. I don't know, but, uh, you know, the, the hashtag safe tag team wrestling's up there. Um, of course you got the, um, OG chair shot shirt, uh, the Corona chair shot shirt. Um, if you just like to be ironic and of course I always have to plug the queen of soft style shirt, but there's a lot more. And again, you can get it in any style you want, but you know, Spend a little bit of your stimulus check on the extra few dollars to uh, get it in soft style. It is worth it. And we may all be staying in our houses for a little bit longer. So you're going to appreciate being in a comfortable shirt all day. Um, so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt. Today. All right. Yes, pick it up. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Now, don't be alarmed. Miranda, as Patrick O'Dowd has dropped off completely, he will be coming back. We had some connection issues, and and you know, connection issues. They can be a lot of fun. But I, I do see, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just happy it's not me this time. Like, I mean, right? it's literally been my, my fault for... You know, yes. a solid six months. It's and been your fault for like three years, time. and you haven't even been on the show for three years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling Realist. Patrick, go down. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. How are we sounding, Patrick? How are we sounding? You're sounding pretty good. So, yeah, I think uh, I think it's my fault this time. Oh, good. Hey, you never know. You never Dice, know. Dicey connection, so. Let's have some fun. Foster a guess as to what theme song that was? Sabu, man. That is correct. Sabu is the theme song. Why would I pick Sabu given the given the theme of the program? Patrick, you might realize why I picked Sabu given the theme of the program. Uh, I mean, is it Sabu or the person who accompanies Sabu? That would in fact be Super Genie, the person who accompanies Sabu to the ring. And it's right, bigger right. and stronger than Sabu at this point, and just gave I mean, us that's, lots that's of laughs. That's the closest we have to a real genie in wrestling. So we'll I trust it. me, I did the research, and you're exactly right. And <laughs> that's the closest we have to a real genie in professional wrestling. So I teased it to Patrick and Miranda last week, and I told them off air. But here is what we are doing with the next little bit of the program here today. The three of us have each come across a lamp. And when we rub that lamp, of course, what happens when you rub a lamp? A magic genie appears. The magic genie appears, and this genie is giving us three wishes 
in the world of professional wrestling. The only rule is that we cannot involve ourselves in whatever the wish is. So I cannot finally be producing pro wrestling on television for WWE. Not going to happen here. Cannot make a wish like that. But any of the other wishes we can do uh, should pretty much be able to be on the table. So we're going to have some fun with it. We each get three wishes. We'll rotate around. And we're just going to have a grand old time. Wait, wrong soundbite. Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tails. But master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves. You got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch to dance. Job you and house, all you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Lancer, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> is your restaurant and I'm your melody. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir, we tried. Side note, Will Smith did a damn good job as a genie in the most recent version of Aladdin, and that's a real tough act to follow, following Robin Williams. Uh, that's the problem. It's a real tough act to follow. I, I think it's almost it impossible to find someone who's, it is. Uh, you know, as good as, as Robin Williams. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go down this rabbit hole, he didn't try to be Robin Williams, no, which was right. the right decision. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think that's the, much like Adam Lambert doesn't try to be Freddie Mercury in front of Queen, don't try to be the person that, that you're following because that just, that hurts. Look at that. Patrick was able to get a Queen reference in on the show. I did, all on my own. Well done, well done. Okay, so three wishes. Uh, I'm going to go first, set the tone, really show that all bets are off, and then we're going to have some fun with our wishes. Of course, we'll talk about them, talk about why, talk about what we think, and just have a grand old time. So, wish number one for me. I'm just going for it on wish number one. This is one of the ones that I think maybe somebody else could have had. I don't know, Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just just going for it. And I'm even going to kick off wish number one. With a theme song. Because I'm bringing somebody back from the dead. Viva la raza! You're welcome! That's right. Wish number one from me. Eddie Guerrero doesn't die. Of course, it was a sad day when Eddie Guerrero died. If I did the research, I would have looked up to date. I think we watched that episode of Raw together, or SmackDown together, Patrick, because we lived in Connecticut at the time, and I'm pretty sure we we watched that one together. But it was sad, of course, Eddie Guerrero passing away in the prime of his career, doing amazing things. Um, And and it just, we got cheated out of a lot of things. WrestleMania 22 featured Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon. And the reason why it was Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon was because Eddie Guerrero passed away. It was supposed to be... Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. And we didn't get that match because Eddie passed away. Eddie was going to become world champion again at some point from Batista. We didn't get a chance to see that as well. And and I'm going so far as to talk about WrestleMania 23 because WrestleMania 23 was supposed to be a rematch between Triple H and John Cena from WrestleMania 22. Triple H gets hurt. Shawn Michaels is inserted as as the opponent. I could see a situation where we actually would have gotten John Cena versus Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 23. Eddie Guerrero is is 
it's it's weird because initially you list off your favorite wrestlers of all time and it's super easy to list certain names but the more i do research and the more introspective i am about it the name eddie guerrero always comes up so for me wish number one for me and i immediately came to mind when, when we talked about this exercise and what we were going to do eddie guerrero does not die thoughts opinions yeah, I think that um, one. I was surprised you brought somebody back from the dead. Uh, I uh, I didn't, I I didn't even go there. Off. I said all bets were off. Uh, you did. You did say all bets were off. Really? I feel like all my. I feel like all my wishes are going to be like small time. Damn, Greg already but, showing us up. No, no. I mean that's it's, that's his goal. He likes. He it's his show. Yeah. I literally um, said the one rule think, just so you would know you could bring somebody back from the dead. And not really bringing them back from the dead because this is just they didn't die. So right, we're altering I think the course the of history. Thing you, oh, sorry. I was going to actually analyze your your wish. Um, Go for it. You, I think you you hit a big part of it on the head. Is that there's just so much that was still out there to be done that will we never get to see. You know, just even if you look at sort of a quote, I don't know how old Eddie was when he passed, but you look at the trajectory of a career and how long people remain in wrestling say we get Eddie Guerrero for another decade um, without passing. And you think about, I mean, you talked about two potential matchups that happen, but how far, you know, does he continue wrestling? Do we get an opportunity to see, you know, Eddie and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? Do you get to see, you know, an Eddie and Undertaker match at WrestleMania? Like there's so many, like in WrestleMania is just one pay-per-view. Obviously it's the big one, but there's just so many huge matches because it was clear that when you know he got himself kind of back together, his life back together, and the WWE got him to a point where they trusted him again, that's when we lost him. And when you have that level of trust from the company, you you get to write your own check and you get to do big things. And I think there was a lot to be told for you know a lot of stories to be told with him that we just we just never get because we lost him. Yeah, unfortunately, that that's. And that's why, that's why I changed history. Miranda? Yeah, it's actually an interesting point in, in my fandom because I had kind of been out of wrestling for a few years. I remember I think I was um, like a freshman in college when this happened. Um, so I had actually been out of wrestling for uh, – a good part of that early two thousands. Um, and I, you know, I just grew up and, and I wasn't as drawn to it anymore, but what brought me back, um, was hearing about Eddie's death. And it was because I grew up watching him and he was one that I remember from, um, you know, the, the cruiserweights of nitro. And even when he first came on to uh, WWE, um, because of his energy, because of his charisma, um, and he could make people laugh, but, also just that connection of seeing another Latino on TV was that was important. That was big for me and everything that followed afterward actually broke my heart. It, it honestly broke my heart, not only from the fan perspective, but even that storyline with Ray and Randy, um, I understand that in wrestling, everything goes, but culturally, and I may have said this before, that whole storyline pinched a nerve for me because Culturally, when someone passes away in the Latin community, it's a time of mourning, but celebration and honoring people. And to have someone go 
on TV in front of millions of people and disrespect someone. I understand that that was, you know, check mark off, like, okay, yes. Um, you know, that was all approved, but it's, it's still stung. It's still stung to have that as, you know, part of a storyline. Um, and it, it just was, it was very hard and difficult to watch. And that's one of the reasons, even now I understand Randy Orton's change, but I still don't like him. I don't like him as a wrestler and I barely like him as a person because of, you know, I mean, he did his job well, he made it believable, but it still was very, very hard to process. But in alignment with, with what both of you said, uh, as far as his career, you know, what it could have meant for him in future matches, but also to really be a big guy, to be that representation in the company, especially as a Latino at the time was fairly unheard of. And we still really haven't seen that since then. Um, and I don't know if we we really will. Um, and, and it really could have changed the history of the company of professional wrestling. Um, if he was still with us and a lot of other things, I mean, there was a huge domino effect, both professionally and personally for the company, for the people in his life. And maybe things, I mean, it, it really could have been like almost a butterfly effect of if this one thing hadn't happened, how much the, prof the professional uh, wrestling landscape would have changed. He was 38 years old on November 13th, 2005, when he passed away. One-time world champion. Probably would have climbed a three or four. I'm probably going to write that article soon now that, that maybe Eddie Guerrero really was the best of all time. Who knows? But wish number one for me, Eddie Guerrero never dies. Patrick O'Dowd, we'll, we'll go with your first wish next. Well, we'll go with the obvious wish. Uh, oh, wrestling genie. For me, it was... Can, yeah, I wish that tag team wrestling mattered. Like it's so, it's so silly. And I know that it's, you know, I know that other people have their opinions on it. It's a, it's such a vehicle that, and you know, with this week with the revival finally being released, um, I guess it's kind of fitting as you look at kind of the consummate tag team. I think that there are, there, there used to be a time where stories could be told um, using tag teams. And there still could be stories that could be told. Unfortunately, and, and I'm sorry, I don't buy AEW um, and their their idea that tag team wrestling matters just yet. The the big dog doesn't doesn't believe in it. Um, doesn't use it. Uses it as a vehicle to break people up and create single feuds. And I miss that. I miss having teams that were Here teams comes from the get go. The big dog. Sorry, you said yeah, it, so it had to be said. I did. I, mean, I mentioned. I mentioned. Used Roman Reigns' moniker to describe the WWE. Here comes um, the big dog. This is my yard now. I loved tag team wrestling as a kid more than I actually, almost more than I loved main events. Like everybody loved Hulk Hogan, but Greg, who was my favorite strike or who was my favorite tag team in the eighties? Your I favorite tag team in the eighties was Strike Force, of course. Strike Force. Your favorite Tito feud Santana was Rick Martel versus Tito Santana. Right. Um, but Which, you had, if, I if mean, they were to run into each other at a convention today, they'd probably still get into a fight like that. Damn right. It's still <laughs> it's that commitment, right? Tito, there. Has, Tito never forgot. Damn it. No. Um, but you know, you, and you look at that and I, you know, I think about teams like that we had back in the eighties that just don't exist now in, in the same way that they do then, like the rock and roll express, the midnight express, as, as you like to say, the greatest tag team of all time. Uh, the Freebirds, um, in the WWE, even then, you had the Heart Foundation, you had Strike Force, you had the Nasty Boys, you had 
the British Bulldogs. You had all of these teams that told like told unifying sports. Arn and Tully, they they didn't have a name, but Arn and Tully. I think if they if if they never left the WWE or left um W um sorry the NWA the Crockett's to go to the WWF to then come back and not hire Tully back they still would have been together like if they had never left Arn and Tully just would have wrestled together till they fucking well died like it just would have and Arn still would have been the TV champ and Tully would still been the US champ at the same time which is just what they did um and and the that that sort of storytelling it's just what I've loved about pro wrestling and it's not a thing and it makes me sad and I yeah. wish I were back. And even with the revival, like they were even before they, they kind of fell out of favor. I mean, they would put on super long matches on raw back when you had to occupy time in the second hour, just, uh, you know, their thing came down to cash. I saw, I saw them at a house show um, during their like last kind of loop. Um, and they, they are, they're every bit as good as, as everybody says they are. Oh yeah, they, they are. They put on, with I think it was Rude and Gable, Adam Pierce tweeted yep. out one time. They did a house show. They went like forty five minutes, two out of three falls. They didn't go. Like, they didn't. They didn't go that long at mine, but yeah, it was no. Rude and Gable, and it was a good on. twenty minute yeah. match. And unfortunately, you know, cash and creative. The cash was there, but they wanted the creative opportunity, and you know, hopefully they get it. The sad thing is, they're probably going to go to AEW. And look, that that might seem great at first, but you know, unless you're the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega, like when was the last time we saw Santana and Ortiz wrestle on? Dynamite. I mean, they're going to get lost in the shuffle because there's only so much TV time there. I kind of hope they don't go there, but I, we know they are. So mm-hmm. I agree, though. Save tag team wrestling. Miranda, what do you think about that one? No, I, I, I'm not surprised because I know it's near and dear. I mean, I, I kind of uh, mentioned that the shirt. I mean, I know that Patrick doesn't, you know, he doesn't own that shirt, but I've, every time I look at that shirt, it reminds me of Patrick. And I think that's almost the beauty of it when you have such a, a message behind it and something that you believe in so much, you associate that message with that person. And that's honestly the first thing that I see. And also, LOL, Charlotte wins. Um, I mean, <laughs> those are Patrick's phrases. What? Do we have that shirt? Is that a- <laughs> No, we probably should make that one, though. Maybe put some that should be around. a shirt. That should it. be a shirt. I mean, it's it's truth. He's the man speaks in truth. I I believe that. But you know, I think it could really. I mean, think about changing the format of professional wrestling. I mean, there is an element that we are missing in pro wrestling and looking at the history of, of tag team wrestling and, and the rich history of that. Um, there's so many tag teams that people can talk about with fondness and and good memories but also with you know character and and professional you know just just being amazing professional wrestlers um but as you progress through the years it's harder and harder to talk about that you know it's harder and harder to pinpoint those those strong tag teams i mean even in in the 2090s you had you know the three staples of you know like the deadlies and and um the hardys and edge and, and christian um but at that time too it was more kind of a stunt uh style i mean they they all had their unique spins of, of, of tag team wrestling but i mean i think as a 90s fan and a 2000s fan that's what resonates with tag team wrestling for me but that was also really the last time i really felt a strong feeling towards tag team wrestling you know that that, that they stole the show i think there's some um excellent examples of really amazing tag team wrestling in nxt um and they continue to stand out, especially during takeovers. But when you're thinking about, you know, the presence on a on a larger scale, even just like on pay-per-views, on on WrestleManias and things like that, they 
it's kind of all the the ongoing joke now. So uh, I feel like yeah, I wish it was taken more seriously and not just kind of a side thing or not just people thrown together that they actually had more well thought out plans and storylines for tag team wrestlers. No, agree, agree, a hundred percent. I think it's a great, great choice. One that I wish would come through. Maybe we can find that genie, Patrick. Do you want to tell Miranda where LOL Charlotte wins came from? Do you remember? Like it's been around for so no, long. No, when and yeah, it's just so ingrained. I can't remember when we first brought it up. We first brought it up. We actually altered an existing phrase. LOL, right? Wins, it was is what it's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, LOL, wins. LOL that I've wins. I've heard. All right, Miranda Morales, wish number one. So I actually had uh, a very, it's very similar to Patrick's um, wish, um, which I didn't intend, definitely not intentional. And I was thinking about even waiting it and moving it along the shuffle. But I think my other wishes, you know, have a lot more explanation. Uh, But I, I really wish we would have more, more wrestling stables actual wrestling stables um very similar to the light of, of tag teams um i really miss this idea of people coming together to form this really you know you know power group um that was a force to be reckoned with and um i i my fondest recollections of course as a 90s kid is you know like the original nwo and dx um, I think that the original NWO before it really exploded and like half the roster was on the NWO, I mean, was a beautiful thing because they came in and just, you know, just threw WCW for a loop. And it was at the time three uh, and then it moved up to five guys. I would say pretty much where like, you know, the giant was involved at that point. I cut it off because after that, I don't think it was fairly effective, even um, as much as i ended up becoming a Wolfpack fan. I I just feel like the, well, the core original NWO, that's where they had the biggest impact in WCW. And also kind of in the same light, you know, DX. And, and I like more of the reformation of DX after WrestleMania 14. That was really the most vivid memories. And they didn't necessarily have the same chaotic um, or power struggle uh, of an impact as the NWO, but they were fun and they were entertaining and it elevated the career of everyone involved. And that's what I really miss about stables is bringing people together for a common purpose, a theme, um, even almost a struggle. And in one aspect, being able to just take over and really um, cause some trouble and and really um, have an impact within the company and, and have their impact felt through waves too. Um, not just in a program or in a match with another faction. It's how is that then, you know, essentially being a, a menace to the company uh, or how are they being entertaining and how's everyone involved getting to share that time and elevating their careers. And you're able to see people in ways like, I mean, the new age outlaws, like before they were involved in DX. I mean, they had that whole uh, rivalry with chainsaw Charlie and cactus Jack, and that was fun. And they did get some, you know, good time from it. Um, and, and uh, popularity, uh, after, especially after that, that uh, dumpster uh, move. But I feel like, they would have been nothing without being, you know, joining DX and what it did for their careers. And so 
I just miss stables. I really miss solid stables and and the longevity of stables. And I know that some stables don't stay for very long. Um, in those cases, I mean, NWO spiraled, you know, out of this wacky control and and DX, in, you know, in in reality, only stayed together for like what a year and a half, maybe that before they started to disband and it got kind of crazy. Um, but you don't need it to be forever. You just need it to be good. And I just haven't really felt like there's been any stable since then that really have. And I'm excluding, you know, things like the Bullet Club. I think that they they've done that, but in a very different way. Um, but I think for the purposes, you know, of being able to elevate new stars, um, you know, giving people airtime and just providing good quality entertainment, um, I really wish there was there were staples again. There's, there's one stable you can still rely on, led by a pretty charismatic dude over in NXT, from what it, from what I hear. Yes, yes. Well, when WWE really took it to the trios and used those as their staples, yeah. the Shield, New Day, the the rise of what we're possibly seeing on Raw, although they keep insisting that Garza and Theory are part of NXT and not part of Raw, so who knows? Um, who knows? Yeah, I'm who confused. Who knows what's but... going on there? But it's just you know, all bets are off right now with the way they're recording, so you just don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the stable thing has gone away because wrestling, especially mainstream wrestling, WWE is all about the solo showdown and. So it's really hard to to put that focus. I mean, the, look at the shield. The shield was designed to get all three guys over, and had one guy not wanted to leave, it would have accomplished that fully. And New Day worked great, and still works. And and when Woods comes back, will continue to work. And, and Woods probably has the the charisma to be the big star of the three. Who knows? But there's always lots of potential in in the stables. But yeah, it's just it's definitely become different because just just the way the business is. But yeah. Undisputed Era, definitely, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like they're very much the the exception and really the best stable. And you're right about there's, you know, there's trios and you could look at a stable like, you know, but I don't even consider like the Shield and they're not really stables. I guess I'm looking for people like more like four to like six and six is maybe two. Somewhere between big. four and 17, yeah. Well, and, and it's really, you talk about when you watched wrestling and you look at the wwf at the time like you had dx you had the nation of Di domination you had doa you had los periquas you had like eight like everybody was in a, a faction or a stable which you know really kind of defined that company on on some levels even though they eventually went down to a showdown oh and, and the corporation how could i forget the corporation yeah the corporation the mis the ministry the corporate ministry um yeah, the Misfits. Misfits. The Union. And maybe, Don't forget and maybe the union, this is more just is like, terrible. I wish the 90s were back. So because, I mean, Patrick <laughs> makes a good point. Like, if we're getting straight to it, like, let's just bring back the 90s and call it good. Um, but well, I mean, also, did the same thing. Like, that was me and tag team wrestling. I was big in the But 80s. also, one of my favorite stables of all time that, I mean, is so underrated because I just, people almost, not necessarily forget, but when you look at the entirety of the stable, I mean, the Dangerous Alliance. I mean, you, I mean, that is like one of the most perfect stables. Um, and maybe at the time, like not very valued, but in hindsight, looking at what everyone did in their careers and kind of, you know, the model that other stables use, like the Dangerous Alliance was a, a, just flat out a, a amazing. And of course, you know, the Four Horsemen, you know, the, the, them too. I mean, that, that will always be 
the the best, if not in most people's top two or or three. Um, but there, you know, uh, a lot of previous stables as well that laid the foundation and showed what worked and how it can work um, when you build a stable correctly and you utilize the players in there too. You know, everyone had a unique spot and could leverage, you know, their strengths and weaknesses to be a really strong group. You know, the danger, this is probably another topic for another day. I think we look at the Dangerous Alliance with rose-colored glasses because of the members who were in it. Most of those people didn't even need to be in a stable, and I honestly think they were thrown together for no good reason because really most of those guys accomplished way more before they were in the Dangerous Alliance and after, and it didn't help anyone, in, in my opinion. But again, another oh, topic. The Bisco. The Bisco was helped. Okay, I, I can give you that. I can give you that. That's good. No, so <laughs> I'm going to go to number two. I'm also, gonna... hold on real quick. Do you remember in, in Aladdin, the three rules that Genie had as far as the wishes? No wishing for more wishes. No wishing for more wishes. You can't make somebody love you. And you can't make anybody fall in love. And you can't bring any back from the dead. That's why he I didn't. was very specific about the rules. I know, I'm just saying. I just uh, you wish, talk about you wish daddy never died. It's okay. No, I li- that's why I literally told you guys last week the only rule was you can't evolve yourself. I literally stated the one rule just so you would know what you could do. It's not I'm my just, fault. This is just trivia. This is trivia. If anyone's a big Aladdin <laughs> fan and forgot about you know the three rules that Genie had for Aladdin, that's it. this is just trivia. I'm not. I'm not here to you know harp them. All right, let's wow. let's, let's move on. Been a while. Let's move on. I know, right? I'm going to stay in the 90s, but I'm going to go all the way back to April 1st, 1990. 30 years ago was a little event called WrestleMania 6. And in the main event of WrestleMania 6, Hulk Hogan would lose the then WWF champion to the Ultimate Warrior. Now, as a kid, I loved the Ultimate Warrior. I thought the Ultimate Warrior was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I was wrong as a kid to love the Ultimate Warrior, and to think that the Ultimate Warrior was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Absolutely wrong. So I am going to go back and alter history in my second wish, and I am going to do what I know they thought about doing, and I'm going to make it happen. Instead of pushing the Ultimate Warrior as the next Hulk Hogan, I am signing and pushing Sting as the next Hulk Hogan in the WWF, thus altering the course of history forever thoughts oh uh, well wcw would have really hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just close the doors I, on wcw at that point then they'd be dying I mean, like i don't know if i'd buy that yet because it's because flair hasn't left yet um that's true and i i, th- I think i th- i think in wcw without flair and sting when, when flair jumped ship in 91 91 92 whenever it was um, that would that combined with the pizza guru probably cripples WCW for good. Um, but pizza guru. I mean, what's that? The pizza guru. Yeah, right. Um, oh, that's good. But um, yeah, I I uh, gosh, you, you this was one of the wishes I toyed with of like Sting jumping to WWE at some point earlier than when he ever when he actually showed up because this again lends itself to what could have been we wouldn't have had that song um 
But yeah, you think about Sting at the height of his powers in the 80s, taking on the Ultimate Warrior role. He was a much more reliable guy. Like, just get that out of the way. You would have had him um, through hit the end of his career if if you take him to the level of successes that you plan to take the Ultimate Warrior. His promos would have made more sense. Um, I mean, a babbling so baby's promos made more sense, but... That's What's that? A, a baby babbling made more sense than the ultimate. <laughs> Very true. Um, and yeah, I just it, you wonder. Yeah, you just really wonder if that torch would have been more successfully passed had Sting been the one to to take it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Miranda, any thoughts? The man called Sting, being the no, guy. I- WWF. <laughs> I mean, I'm, this this really has gotten me into like a butterfly effect type of thing because now I'm just thinking, okay, like what would that even mean for WCW? I mean, they would have really had to shift gears, and I don't know how. I mean, you're right, Ric Flair wouldn't have left, wasn't gone by then, so there still would have been a lot of potential and who they would have, you know, built up against Ric Flair. But at that time too, it's looking who who would that have been? Would have been Luger. Would have, would have been that? Luger a lot sooner than it was. Maybe Barry um, Windham. It, but I mean, would have had that same impact with fans? I mean, it really wouldn't. I think that just visually, but also with you know their performances, that dynamic with Flair and Sting was so important to the company. Um, and even later on, you know, Sting coming back into more of the Crow character, um, he truly was a face of the company. And for them to lose that, I don't look at anyone and think there's anyone that they could have replaced him with. And and not to say the company completely goes bankrupt and all that. I mean, that's a little melodramatic, but that happened anyway. I mean, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really, it, I mean like that. I also, I mean, it would have been uh, amazing for him in WWF, but I'll, you know, would, I'm curious as to like, what, what if Sting would have changed? Because he would have changed. Vince would have made him change. You know, like there would have been something. We I don't think we would have gotten the Sting evolution that we know and kind of admire and ex- expect um, or respect. Um, I, I I don't even know if Vince would have made him done some stupid stuff that, that would have gone down that hole and, and maybe he would have gone right know. back to WCW. I, look, I'm just... I'm just playing, they you know, again, the butterfly effect, just thinking about it. But, you know, Ultimate it's Warrior very a ton. Like, if you go back and watch some old world class with the Dingo Warrior, face paint, mm-hmm. tassels, everything, all he really did was became more colorful. Who knows? But we're right. going to table that discussion because we still got round two and round three to go. Patrick O'Dowd, wish number two. Wish number two. Uh, again, this is, it's funny. I feel like I'm so much more small potatoes for you. I wish the WWE would bring back a defunct WCW pay-per-view. It's um, the one that Eric Bischoff says is the top WCW pay-per-view that they always geared up for. I would love to see them replace their October pay-per-view with a regular Halloween Havoc pay-per-view and take full advantage of the talent they have that could fit in with that theme, a la a Bray Wyatt, a la an Undertaker, a la you know, Alistair Black. Oh, God. Could you see him in some sort of Amazing. Oh, great Halloween theme, Halloween Havoc themed match? Do it. But that's uh, why it's a wish. That's why it's a wish. Yeah, could win anything. Take my money. Take it now. I will prepay for this. It's, it's, uh, 
I love it. And there's such a the fandom wheel. around Halloween in general. Like it's it's now I think more popular than it's ever been. You know, uh, and to tie that in with with wrestling, I actually think that it could have the potential to even bring in a casual fan that maybe knows nothing about wrestling but loves Halloween into to the fold. Agree. We would love to see it back. I, you know, obviously it's I mean, a genie wish it's and they can do it right, to. but yeah. yeah. I would love to see it back. It's a genie wish that they would do it right. They wouldn't starcade it, and so it would be would be a good thing. So, Miranda, wish number two. So this is definitely more of a selfish wish. It probably feels small potatoes uh, just in from your both of your wishes. Um, but this is someone that's near and dear to my heart um, that I truly uh, love as a performer, love as a character, but haven't been a big fan of this transition. And if I had a second wish would be to make this heel Bailey character better. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily revert her back to face. I thought about that as maybe being my wish, but I, that's not the point. I, I, you know, uh, you need to change as a character in order, you know, when you do finally revert back, it's better that, you know, and, and it leaves a better impact, but this whole heel Bailey for me has really felt flat and not because I really like her as a face. It's because I don't really understand who she is as a, as a heel. Um, uh, there, there's these underlying tones of, yes, I'm still your hero, but it's not in any smarky way. It's, it's, and the attitude isn't even really there. I feel like there's not a strong sense of acting, um, but even just identity of, of heel tendencies other than, you know, cheating or, um, you know, an alliance with Sasha and they, you know, cheat to win whatnot. Like, I just feel really disconnected with this character um, and I feel bad about it. I feel almost sad about it because, um, you know, ultimately being able to modify your character helps with the longevity of your career. Um, you can really add years to your career, but also anytime you modify, it allows you to explore a different facet of, you know, your wrestling style and your personality. Um, and fans can still keep interested, can, can still be interested in you in just a different way. And I felt like uh, so much of the momentum that she built over the, the past few years in NXT, um, and even in the, in the initial first years on the raw roster have all kind of gone away because I just, I, I just don't connect with this heel character. And I don't know if it's even kind of the style. I don't like her music. I wish it was different. I wish it was something harder, something edgier. Um, I don't like it whatsoever. So change the music would be one. Um, even a little bit more of the character uh, style, uh, maybe more leather. I kind of like her more in that leather jacket. Um, but I, you know, still having some of the elements of her, her current, her, her, Attire hasn't changed too much. Uh, definitely changed the hair. I mean, those little things, I think, would all sum up to be a more striking and more impactful heel. Um, and I would want that. If you're going to go for it, go for it. Don't, you know, half-ass it. And I don't blame the individual. I blame just kind of the direction um, and, and you know, what, what, what the company sees. But um, it may be small, but it's someone that I, I truly am a big fan of and I want the best for, and I just don't think that this current iteration is doing her any good. Yeah, I'm not going to go full in, in depth in it. I will say this. I think she's just actually coming into her own as a performer. Um, maybe a little bit of a late bloomer because 
her in ring, she's better than she's ever been right now. Like the one crazy thing about the last jam in the sand in Saudi Arabia with her and Lacey Evans, it was a great in ring performance by Bailey. WrestleMania, um, especially when it got down to her and Lacey. Maybe Lacey's coming. I don't know. Was a great in ring performance by Bailey. Like I think even at thirty years old, she's just now figuring out how to be a pro wrestler. And I actually think her best days are ahead of her. But yeah, he'll turn. Maybe not so great. Patrick, what do you think? Um, I mean, extreme heel makeover. Um, Miranda edition sounds like it would be setting. I like the heel character well enough. I, I, I don't know that I feel it's quite the disconnect that you do, uh, Miranda. I agree, Greg. I think she's gotten way, way better over the last couple of years in particular. Um, by the way, I know she slipped in there. Lacey's improved a lot too. All you haters out there. No, you know I, yeah, that's, that's something I, <laughs> no, no, I no, no, wish. No. Yeah. This goes back to to me fighting with people on Twitter about Lacey being a viable. A viable no, I, I, I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that she she does kind of seem like some of it does feel a little vanilla heelish, I guess too. Like just sort of, I, I don't know. Like it's it's not. I don't know. I, to me, it's not bad. It's not particularly amazing. Um, I think her work in general has gotten better. I, as long as she keeps the eye makeup for whatever reason, I, I'm okay with the weird like eyeshadow eyeliner deal that she's got going on. She can keep that. That's fair. Yeah. All right. And and maybe some of the the flat line aspects of the heel turn just make some of the other elements don't pop out as much because I think absolutely correct as far as her in ring performance and her skill has continued to to grow. It's. Uh, amazing um but again that's just a more of a niche thing because that's you know one of my my favorites and uh you know we all have our our wishes so you know some wishes are big some wishes are small Greg. that is true that is true now we, we're 57 minutes into the show so i want to be mindful of time so i'm gonna i i came up with six wishes overall just in case anything got duplicated they didn't greedy uh, so- you just have too many wishes I just wanted to provide an entertainment. Uh, see, I, I intentionally saved this one for last, too. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, um, okay. I won't talk very long about my third wish, but my third wish, WrestleMania 37, or more specifically, TakeOver Los Angeles. When we're sitting in the crowd, main event of TakeOver Los Angeles. One-on-one with the game Triple H. That's the match I want to see. So I will use my third wish. Versus Triple H. Patrick, wish number three. I saved this wish for last because I feel like it would be a mi- will be a mild surprise to you. Um, but I wish for an in-ring WWE full-time schedule return of one CM Punk to the Raw roster. Wow, you want to bring Phil back. Look at you. I do. Wow. Look at you flip it. And here's why. That's just for you. I did that for because, you. Because of, all, because of all, for everything I say about not liking him as a person, there is no denying the type of performer he was, the type of promo he was. You know, whether he was the best wrestler in the world or not, I mean, I don't think so. He can hold his own in a ring with anybody. Um, but boy, howdy, was he 
easily the best talk talker of his time when he was there and was given the mic and allowed to run with it. And that's the other caveat. He's got to be, he's back as a full-time performer with the freedom to, to cut the promos that he can cut. Uh, Cause that's good television and that's good wrestling. And people would, people would tune in to see him talk. That was just for you. There you go. Thanks, man. CM Punk back in WWE full time, which Ooh. he would never do. Even if he did come back, you know he'd be a part timer. And right, that's why. It's a wish. Why it's a wish. I love it. I, I love it. I I agree with a lot of what you said about him. He's not the best in ring performer, despite what people think. He's a tremendous storyteller and truly engaging, both in the ring and on the microphone. And I do think he could offer them things they don't have right now. Um, and yeah, I, I'd be on board with that wish one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I was pretty surprised, Patrick. I, I uh, definitely, I was shocked. I was shocked. Uh, I told Greg in a text. Uh, was it today? That is like, I got one that I think will surprise you. It so. did. It definitely did. Definitely did. So, Miranda Morales, wish number three. Mine's kind of an overarching w- wish. Um, not specific to any particular promotion, uh, but... I just wish that there was more crossover fandom from those who enjoy larger promotions to local independent promotions. And it's always kind of puzzled me why someone who is a WWE fan and goes to a Raw or SmackDown or even a house show has no idea about, you know, their local promotion. And I understand marketing. I'm, you know, that's, you know, that's a whole other thing, but almost sometimes not even interested in going to a local wrestling show. And it just kind of uh, it surprises me in it. And, and it's just almost puzzles me because yes, you know, when you watch it on TV, it's something it's, it's, you know, it's magical. It's, it's almost otherworldly. It's something that's like you're watching a movie in real time. And I understand that on the local level, it's, it's slightly different, but it's still the element of wrestling. It's just presented in a slightly different format. And it's always just, I guess almost even bothered me um, that there, there isn't more of a crossover appeal, but I really wish that more casual fans or fans of larger promotions would be interested and would go to their local promotions Um, just to see the disparity of, you know, the amount of people who go to a large show um, compared to a local show um, is, is stunning. Sometimes Um, you see an arena full of people compared to an auditorium. I mean, they all have the fandom, they all have it in them. Um, But for some reason, you know, they just, it's just not of interest to them, but I also feel like they could connect on a deeper level with wrestling and have a stronger relationship with wrestling when you go to a local show or go to an independent promotion. Um, and it would make it stronger too. I think it would make the industry stronger when you have fandom that, that crosses over. So that's my, you know, wave my magic wand, rub the genie thing. My final wish. As someone who promotes independent wrestling, like I definitely get it. I also, on the flip side, it's like, well, if everybody went, then it wouldn't be independent wrestling, which is kind of a, a catch-22 for me, I guess. But I do think there could be more of that crossover, like you said, and can definitely have an impact on it. Um, I, I laugh sometimes when I hear the old school 
indie wrestlers now who are talking about, you know, they want the territory days back, but that was just because you can make a full-time living wrestling in the territories back then. You can't do it now <laughs> and they don't want to change, but yeah, it, it's interesting just because it's, it's kind of a, there's just, there's just two, you know, two counter arguments for me because too many people, then it just becomes another WWE and, and then what? So, or AEW or who knows what, but I definitely think some more of that crossover could only be beneficial. Agree with that, Patrick. Yeah, I think that what what I why I've, I've always found it fascinating, kind of what Miranda was saying though, is that so many people think that the WWE is the only wrestling that they can get, and that this is the only yeah. wrestling that they can go see. And I, you know, I even think about it here in Western Massachusetts. We have we have two promotions in the same area. Um, and it's a lot of overlapping talent, but a lot of people don't know about it. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to a local indie show. And anytime I share that, folks are like, what is this indie show that you speak of? Who are these wrestlers? And it's like like people I've sold them on, sold it on, who who just who didn't even think of it. You know, if it doesn't have a name that they've heard of from television, they instantly assume that it's, that it's not a real thing. And that's always you know, it's always fun. And to be able to share that and for people to know that I think would, would be good. Agree. Agree completely. So for the sake of time, head on over to powerslam.tv. Use the promo code chair shot. Get your free month. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Over 150 of your favorite promotions and Combat Zone Wrestling, powerslam.tv, promo code CHAIRSHOT. Real quick, just to share them with you because I did have backup picks just in case you guys picked any of them. Kind of obvious, one of them. Patrick won't be surprised. WCW lives. WCW never goes under. One of my, um, kind of in the same vein, Cody wrote to the Young Bucks instead of leaving to form All Elite Wrestling, get Ring of Honor on television instead. And Ring of Honor is now the number two promotion. And lastly, this won't surprise Patrick too much, although he never would have thought I would say it. Mr. Kennedy actually works out as a performer at WWE and goes on to have the career that we all believe he should have had. So... Those are my backup picks, just in case you guys picked any of my 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 other ones. So, but you didn't, so it doesn't matter. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. I will let Patrick go first on this topic, but before I do, I'll just use a quick little statement before we do that just so that we can know where we're at down goes the xfl patrick go down (laughs) so i yeah i asked earlier today if we could pour one out for the xfl and and here's the thing is i felt you know if the xfl was going to fail to fail this way to have to declare bankruptcy this way in the face of 
you know, losing the opportunity to finish the season due to this virus and all of these stay at home orders and just the, the revenue loss coming not necessarily from a complete total business failure, but coming from just losing your business. Like you couldn't practice your business because of where we were in the world today. That kind of sucks. And I know that for some of these cities that didn't have a big football following, this was kind of a big deal. For anybody who knows anything about me, uh, St. Louis is near and dear to my heart. And that city embraced their battle Hawks more than any other of, of the cities with the teams. And so much so that you would hear them covered on the local radio. They were selling out their stadium. They so much so that they opened higher levels of the, I can't remember what it's called anymore. They were, they were selling out extra sections because they, they, they underestimated the capacity and the interest that those fan bases had. And I think if the WWE and the XFL had had time, some of those larger city markets may not have worked out. But there were other cities around that probably could have really made the XFL a viable product because they would have embraced the city, whether or uh, that team, like a San Antonio, like you know, you just you just they're there, um, and it just sucks to see it go down that way. I feel bad for a lot. A lot of people lost their jobs this week, and a lot of people lost their livelihood um, with this shuttering its doors so quickly. Miranda. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I'm thinking too about a lot of the football players. I mean, during the the few games that they had, they really highlighted for a lot of these players it was their second chance to mm-hmm. make it. Um and this was their opportunity to be on a bigger stage and now that's gone again. And it's that you know, it really it sucks to hear that because I do think that the, the XFL was getting momentum and legitimacy. You know, it was at first, I think people looked at it and kind of laughed. And, you know, you think about the XFL of old, but this iteration of the XFL was taken a lot more seriously. And that really helped its fan base. I think it really helped um, even in the viewing. I know that there was some uh, decline in viewership over the few weeks, but it was still fairly strong. Um, and it could have, you know, built up again. I mean, who, who knows, but yeah, to lose it in this way when it's out of your control under these circumstances, I, I can't imagine how hard of a decision that was, but also just, you know, how it impacts everyone else, the, the cities that supported the fans, the players, all of that. It, this definitely was a could have, you know, what could have been. And this was almost one of my wishes uh, because I do think I wish we would have had this entire season play out, but to not even have a full, a full season uh, to only be in like what three games, like I it's, it right. probably stings. It hurts. Um, and it, it actually, for me as a fan, it really hurts for, for me to see them end this way. Yeah. It, it stings. It's not an AAF situation where they ceased operations and left players with medical bills and hotel bills. It wasn't anything like that. Like it was, it's really just a victim of circumstance. I will say this, they are in chapter 11 bankruptcy, which is not um, a a full ceasing of operations. Um, And they have stopped short. I kind of suspect this might be more of a financial business move than anything else. I wouldn't write it off just yet, but it still sucks. And, And I think 
it was Miranda I was talking to late last week. I believe the phrase I used was like snake bit. Like it just stinks. Like mm-hmm. it really right. does just, just stink. You know, we have the, well, it's also, I mean, they have to sell their assets. I mean, who's going to, who, who's going to buy it? You're just not in a buyer's market for anything right now. Um, and sure. the longer it sits, the more probably it's some going to depreciate. Sub sub company that Vince McMahon creates will probably buy the assets. Probably. And that's, and that's the other thing is, you know, a lot of people are going to like, as this sort of plays out and we see what does actually happen with it, the WWE, like it's already happening. Like the Vince McMahon is being painted as this horrible bad guy in the whole bankruptcy thing. And it's like, give me a break. Like, I, I think that it, it was fascinating to see. And the thing I think I said to you, Greg, is this time around, they were really intentional about how they tried to put it together. Yeah, they were. You know, like and it, you go back and you watch that 30 for 30 on the first iteration of the XFL, and you could tell that there was a, a distinct lack of of knowing what you were doing. You know, and started throwing shit at a wall and see if it stuck. This time, you know, they worked with ESPN. They had a backing. They they really put thought into how to make this work. And it just, a pandemic hit. (laughs) There you are. You know, there's talk that the AMC movie theaters might not come back from the pandemic that hit. Right. This is, we don't even know what, you know, the XFL might be the tip of the iceberg. Who knows? But it is a shame. Patrick, just for the heck of it, let's do it. It's time for another edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. One wish I would have made today had I had a fourth was to get rid of Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. We are done with another edition of Chair Shot Radio. You can find me on social media at Chair Shot Greg, Patrick O'Dowd, at The Wrestling Realist, W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda. Keep the eye on Miranda, though, otherwise you won't find it. Lots of fun stuff out there. Look, it's week five of the pandemic. We're having a little fun this week. We'll have some fun next week. Don't know what it is yet, but we will definitely do it. Hang in there. Have some fun and listen to Bandwagon Nerds. Listen to the whole show, unlike what I did, and, and I'll go back and do that, I promise. <laughs> listen to the hashtag Miranda show. She, she let me in on what we're doing this week. It's going to be fun. And, yeah, we'll be right back here next week on another edition of Chair Shot Radio. Fantastic man!